Enter the mind of your favorite artists, DJs, and producers, and find out how their mindset made them who they are today. Music and mindset. With today's Mack. guest, we have a true pioneer, a trailblazer, and someone who's broken down barriers and now crossed borders. Her fans are like a who's who's list of celebrities. A-listers from the film and music industry and when DJ Jazzy Jeff calls you the best female DJ he's seen in his life you know you're doing something right. She's been DJing from the tender age of 12 years old, the first female to win the prestigious Vestax Juice DJ competition, radio presenter, producer, the list of accomplishment just goes on and on. Croydon's own but now in New York it's the one and only DJ Caper. How's things across the pond? Nothing's changed that much in the last three months, but it's all right. Things are starting to open up again where where I am in New York. So it's, it's going to be a different New York for a while. It won't yeah. be as crazy as it is. It's, yeah, I, I've noticed that they've started um, <clears throat> making outdoor seating for all the restaurants and stuff, which is kind of cool. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a, it's such a weird world. It's, it's a, such a strange time in like in the history of the world to be going through this right now and having to adjust to something that feels so unnatural. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm surprised how I've coped with it, to be honest. I, I thought I would have lost my mind, but I'm actually doing all right. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's really tough, isn't it? Cause you know, when you think and like when this first lockdown was happening, you know, especially for me here, it was like, you don't know what to expect and you don't know what's going to happen next and how to cope with it. It's really hitting people hard though. How, how have you found it? I know you, you just kind of mentioned that you, you know, you're, you're dealing with it well, but what has been the biggest challenge for you through this period? I think the biggest challenge is, um, for me, not feeling like I'm doing enough. Um, so making right. myself feel like I'm doing enough every day is, is a challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge because I'm like, all right, what do I do next? Yeah. What do I do next? You know, I don't have to travel anywhere. I don't, you know. Um, but you know, apart from that, it's kind of I can't, I've kind of, in a weird way, been enjoying it because it's a different way of working for me. Yeah. And you know, I'm still working. I'm still doing the things that I need to do. I'm just doing it at, at home, which is kind of cool in a way because I don't think I've ever done that before in my life. So, yeah. It's cool. Right. New, new opportunities. You know, I think, I think what a lot of the people I'm talking to are finding is that, you know, they wouldn't have chosen this from the outset, but it's kind of not what you've got. It's what you do with what you've got. And that's a real, uh, a real big thing that's happening right now is yes, a lot of stuff's been taken away from us in terms of where we can go, but we can still make the most of the resources that we've got. Well, that's the thing. That's, that's, that's what I found out. I always, in the beginning, the first week I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? My career is over, you know, like I've worked so hard, but I kind of made whatever I could out of it. And, and it actually turned out not too bad, you know, like I've, I'm still DJing. I'm still, I don't know. Just I'm, I'm more creative now, I think, because I've got more time to think about mm. being creative <laughs> instead of having to worry yeah. about getting on a flight and, you know, just, just stuff like that, really. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time. It, it definitely is. A lot of people are getting back into things that they 
haven't done for such a long time or have forgotten about or you know there's this thing that like we always say like if we had time we'd do these certain things and now we've got time it's a real opportunity for us to make the most of that yeah and and also what i've learned is is um a lot of times you know when you know before covid i was constantly like worried about you know like if i you know if i wasn't producing music one week or if I wasn't doing, you know, if I wasn't putting a set together or whatever, I've learned that, you know, if I take a week off, it's fine. And I, and I've learned to deal with that in the last three months. Cause in the beginning I was just going hard, like just like eh, 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 every single day, like, no, I've got to get this done. I got it. And then I, um, yeah, I just, I just figured it out. Like, you know, not, no one's no one's going anywhere. Not nothing else is happening, so it's fine, kind of thing. It's fine mm-hmm. to not do anything sometimes, um, which is something that I never would have known unless this had happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the, I think when you when you're in the in the middle of trying to create something or do something, you forget that time off is such an important thing. And uh, you know, we, we've been forced into time off a lot of the time uh, with this particular time with what's going on. One thing I'm always interested in is, you know, eventually we're going to come out of this COVID situation and things will go back to, you know, the new normal or whatever happens next. Eventually we'll kind of get to a position where we can start to do things again. What I'm interested in is like, what are the lessons that we need to remember going forward? Because there is, there is a lesson in all of this. What do you think that are the things that you want to not forget when we come out of COVID and, and like have this influence you in a good way for the future? Well, I mean, just like what we were talking about is just to take my time. And, you know, a lot of my anxiety that I had before was because I was constantly like, I have to do this, I have to do that. And, you know, taking flights meant that, every, you know, every week meant that I had to be up at a certain time. And sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and think, oh, no, did I miss my flight? And even after traveling all the time, I still have that thing, you know, Um <clears throat> but my thing is, I think when we come out of this, I've, I've got to remember to take time for myself um, because it's been the best thing for me in, ter- in terms yeah. of creativity, just like personal, you know, personal issues or whatever, you know, it's, that's been, that's been mm-hmm. the key is to take some time to just think for a little bit, and yeah. just have yeah. time for yourself, you know, but you know, I was thinking about this the other day and, and whatever I was doing before, I'm not sure if I would completely do it the same way, you know, like, um, I remember last time when we were talking, I, I, I was, I was saying that I'm getting to be, I'm getting to be the DJ that I wanted to be or the producer that I wanted to be now, because I don't have, you know, I can just, I'm doing this for myself and I'm doing it for what I want to be and what I want to be known as. Um, so yeah, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if I can go back to doing, you know, club after club for money and not really enjoying, you know, not fully, I mean, I enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it as much as playing all the music that I love to play, which I've been doing at home in my live streams and recorded sets or whatever. So yeah, I'm just, that's my biggest fear and obstacle for the next phase is like, what am I going to (laughs) do? Before it was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to earn money? And now I'm like, how do I go back to 
to what I was doing before. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's it's yeah, it's a weird time. <laughs> it, it it really it really is, and I think like it's it's going to be interesting. Like you, that's such a great point because it's going to be interesting of how people do come out of this and what their new priorities are. Because we've had, we've been forced to slow down and we've been forced to do things differently. And, you know, like I say, some people have taken up new uh, old hobbies that they've forgotten about or, or just found passion in what they do again. And this has been such a good period for us in some ways to just kind of take stock of where we are, of what's really important to us, because we get seduced by all this stuff around us that, you know, we've got, got all this going on. But when we don't have that anymore, it makes us realize, okay, actually, this is really important to me. This really, what I thought mattered doesn't really matter. What really matters is how good I feel about the situation that I'm in. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is, um, to, what was it today? I was having a conversation with one of my friends in the building who wants to go to, um, where does he want to go? Maine. Maine, somewhere in Portland, right? It's like beautiful place, scenery, hiking and stuff like that. Um, but you know, he was saying, oh, you know, cause we've been quarantining together, my husband and my, my two friends, he's been saying like, oh, let's go away together for, for like 10 days. And then we'll go from there to the Hamptons and blah, blah, blah. Like what else you got to do? And I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere. Such a weird right. thing. It's like, I don't want to go anywhere. I, I want to be at home. I, I, I don't think that I will ever get a chance. I mean, depending on what happens after this whole thing has ended. I don't think I've ever gotten a chance to be at home for this long. And I like it. So even when someone is like, oh, yeah. let's go away together on holiday. I'm like, I don't need to. Because I do that all the I'm all. I was always traveling. And now this is the one time when, where I get to be in such an amazing city, even though it's not functioning the way that it should be right now or what is known of New York. Um, I get to be here like when hardly anyone's here and I get to experience New York in a different way. And I just don't want to travel. I just, that was one of the things that was bothering me so much. Like when I was doing it so much is I just wanted to go home all the time. I'd be in a hotel and I'd be like just thinking about, my dog or like, you know, what I'm going to do when I get home, you know? So yeah, it's a weird, weird thing to think about. Yeah, definitely. I think that there's, there's a real beauty in being still sometimes. I mean, you know, meditation is one of those things where people are taking it up a lot more over COVID as well, but that being present and being still where you are and being okay with that, it's like, we don't always need to be busy to feel useful or to feel like we're successful. Sometimes there's so much power in being still and and not doing anything. I know. And I've noticed so many people that I've been talking to have been like, oh, so where are you going to go for the summer? Where are you going to quarantine for the summer? And it's like everyone's trying to get away. And I'm like, I just, no, I don't want to go anywhere. And I I think that's just how people are, right? Like, well, okay, so it's different. If you're working from home, like if you have, you know, a regular job and I know some of my friends have been working from home and they're just fed up of working all the time from home, from their desks. So they were trying to get away. But for me, it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is my yeah. holiday. <laughs> so, right, right, right. <laughs> I don't need to go anywhere to, to do that. I mean, you're, you're exactly that. Your, your regular life is a lot of traveling, a lot of 
um, movement, a lot of being in different places. And, you know, for, for people who see the glamorous side, if you like, you know, the, the, the events and the, the celebrities and all the people and the places that you go, it's easy to forget sometimes that doesn't come like for free, if you like, it doesn't come, it's not all enjoyable. There must be those times where you're like, this is a real slog to get kind of through the next bit. Yeah. It's like, if you follow me on Instagram, I'll be, you're like, hey, you know, cheesy smile and whatever. And, um, and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm in this place or blah, blah, blah. But yeah, okay. I'm doing those things, but I also probably got changed in the toilet, like an airport before going to the gig or like, do you know what I mean? People don't see those parts. Yeah. Or, you know, getting up and just being like so tired that you're like, oh, should I change my flight? Should I, I wish I could do this gig another day or like, you know, mm. or being hungover because you're around people that just, uh, you know, they, they want to party. So they're like, oh, should we, should we drink? And they're giving you more and more while you're DJing. And then next thing you know, you're just like, uh, feel like crap. And, you know, people don't, n- people see the good things but never hear about you know those things and it's part of one of, right. one of the reasons why i i enjoy being at home because <laughs> i can actually be in control yeah for once social media is a great tool when we use it but when it uses us it can be really destructive and a lot of people are constantly comparing their lives against other people, you know, either, either their friends or their family members or celebrities. And it makes them, they look at other people's profiles and it makes them feel bad. But the thing with social is generally people post their best moments on social. Like you say, they don't post the moments where they're tired or they're hungover or they've just literally had to, you know, travel for 10 hours to get to somewhere and straight on set. It's such a, it can be such a great thing, but it, I find it's pretty dangerous as well because a lot of people's self-esteem is caught up in how they compare themselves against other people. Yeah, and I think a lot of times people don't want to expose their weakness, right? So you always want to like yeah. keep an image of, oh, look at me, you know, for social media, but no one, no one's actually really telling the truth. Um, right. So, I mean, that's why I try to be as honest as I can <laughs> on my, I mean, I have to post, obviously, yeah, you know, yeah. how the, how, how it works. You have to post certain pictures and whatever, but you know, I would like to think that I'm as honest as I can be, yeah. um, especially on my stories. I always seem to say some yeah. crazy things, <laughs> which people are like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I didn't know that, you know, whatever. It's a, t- it's a tough one. I mean, like, like I say, social media can be great. It can also make people feel really bad. And I think that, you know, if, if you're on social and it's constantly making you feel bad, then just take a break from that and just remember that, you know, the value of your life isn't what it is compared to someone else's. It's how you feel about it. And if you're enjoying it. I mean, I did that. I've even done that quite recently, like even through COVID, um, just starting to get feeling that little bit of anxiety again because other people are doing more streams than I am or someone's doing a stream for this yeah. brand I'm like well how come I'm not doing it and it's that that whole that feeling is coming back again you know so what I've learned to do is just not look yeah. at my phone <laughs> and I just right right I just put it somewhere and go and play with my dog or something for all the, the skills, like in my job, for all the skills you can teach someone about, okay, this is how you can train your brain to feel differently, or these are kind of the, some of the things you can do. One of the most important things to do is protect your energy and protect what you're exposing yourself to. 
if something makes you feel bad constantly and raises those feelings of fear or anxiety, yes, you want to ultimately feel different about that. But the first step is take a break and don't indulge in those kind of things that make you feel bad. Yeah, definitely. And what I've found is sometimes when I do feel a certain type of way, just talk, because I keep, I could probably count my friends on one hand, right? And yeah, and that's through years of, you know, figuring out what kind of people I want around me. And, you know, one of the, right. one of those things is like just having people to talk to that are going to be positive or even critical at times, but, but with a solution, like if you're going to criticize me or if you're going to say, Hey, yeah. man, I didn't like the way you did that, but this is what I think you should do. Or this is how I think that, you know, you'll look better if you do this, this way or whatever, you know, um, just having those people around me helps so much because when, yeah. as especially in music and entertainment, um, you're always going to have a lot of like, yes men around you yeah and sometimes a lot of like haters you know right right so for sure you have to know how to navigate your way through all those kind of people and that's something that i definitely want to talk to you more about because who you who you hang around with and the kind of people that you surround yourself with have such a huge impact on who you are as a person how you think what you're focused on and that can really make and break you no matter where you are in life, what you're doing in life, the, the people that you're constantly around can really shape your destiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I want to kind of roll through your career a little bit but and just pick out some key moments because I think there's some really interesting parts in there and, and there's, there's so much to talk to you about because you, you've had, you, you're not, you haven't had, you're having such an amazing career. I want to kind of go back to the beginning a little bit with it. And you started DJing when you were 12 years old. Back then when, when you started DJing, I remember re I was reading an interview when it was talking about how you told your parents that you wanted to be a DJ back then and they weren't too impressed by that career choice at that point. Did that kind of make you doubt whether you wanted to do it or did that give you the strength to say, no, I really want to do this? I, I come from a household where I was constantly being told no, like, or being made to feel bad because of something that I was doing was clearly positive, but they didn't understand it or see it in that way. So I was constantly being told, no, you should, mm -hmm. you can't, you should not be a DJ. You cannot be a DJ because you're a girl and girls just don't do that. And just, you know, a constant like criticizing me and basically telling me that I should just be normal. Like I should be like everyone else. And if I was like everyone right. else, then then that's fine with them. Do you know what I mean? And that just, it just didn't sit right with me, like even from, mm -hmm. from such a young age. So yeah, I did the opposite of what, what they, I was like, well, I like this. And even though you're trying to yeah. make me feel bad about doing it, I still know, I know what's right and what's wrong. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I had people around me that were yeah. doing bad things and I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. So you know, what's wrong with what I'm doing. So I just didn't let it affect me too much. And I just continued, continued to do what I wanted to do. At, at 12 years old, that's a really brave decision to make. I think I was just a bit of a rebel anyway, just with my parents. So I wasn't, mm. I didn't know what I was doing when I was doing it. I didn't know that, um, 
don't know how do I describe this. I I knew that. Hold on, let me think about this. Is it a brave decision or is it just something that I did without even knowing that I was being brave? I think that's that's the thing. I didn't realize I was being brave. I was just like going against what they were saying. Now that now when I think back now, right. yeah, maybe yeah, it was brave for a twelve year old yeah. to be like, no, I'm yeah. going to be a DJ. I don't care what you say. I'm not going to be a doctor. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess it was brave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just didn't realize it then. I think sometimes in the middle of of decisions, you don't realize how. Uh, much mental strength it takes to make that decision until you look back later on in life. But it's, it, you know, to say that at 12 years old, there's people who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, that if someone says to them, don't do something, they're not going to do it because it, they're influenced by someone else's opinion or, uh, you know, the pressure that other people have for them. And what I've, uh, in this, in this series so far, a lot of the musicians that are, or DJs that I've spoke to, have have sort of said, yeah, a lot of people said, why are you getting into that for? But the one thing that kind of saw them through was the passion and the love for what they have. And that is the thing that was like, well, I love this too much to give it up. Yeah. So yeah, that's that was the other thing is, yes, I was rebelling, but then also I wouldn't have done that if I didn't love what I was doing as much right. as I did. Like if, you know, I was coming home from school and the the first thing that I would do was turn the decks on before I'd even eaten yeah. or <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. had anything to drink or put the TV on or whatever. That's when I knew like, okay, I really, really do love doing this. And that's why, that's why I, I just yeah. never had any interest in it in listening to anyone else's opinions about what I was doing. So That is always the key. I think that, behind any successful person, people will always tell them they can't do it. But it's the people who, number one, it's not that they don't care about other people's opinions. It's that what they do means so much to them that it's the dedication and the commitment to their craft. Yeah. And and I guess with what with DJing and the style of DJing that I do, you have to be dedicated. Like there was no other way that I could be as good as the people that my heroes or the people that I was watching on TV or whatever, like there was no other way. So I just had this determination, like, okay, I have to be better. I have to be better, like constantly. Um, So yeah, nothing could really make me think any different. You weren't always international superstar DJ Caper. There was a time when you were coming up the ranks and, you know, uh, paying your dues in the, in the industry. When you, when you were doing that, how did you deal with those days, which I'm sure you had where it's like, I don't feel like I'm making it. I don't feel like I'm making it as fast as I want to make it. You know, the, you know, those days where you just feel like I'm putting all this time and effort in and I'm not really seeing the results that I'm looking for, how did you keep going through those periods? I mean, I still go through those periods. Like I still, I still go through that. My, the way that I've learned to deal with it is, um, a lot of times when I feel that way, I write things down and like, Mm -hmm. I'll come up with a list of like, right, what, what is it that's bothering me? What do I need to do to get there? Um, I'm almost like, think of it like a puzzle, like 
okay, well, yeah. last year I didn't get to do this, 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 and I really wanted to do it. So this year I'm going to make an effort to, one, speak to the people that I work with and tell them that this is how I feel and I, I want you to help me get there. And then mm-hmm. we brainstorm and think of ways to do it. That's the only way that I have been able to overcome that. Um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> just make a list and and have like goals right. and i think that's helped me a lot because before yeah. when i wasn't doing that i was just like kind of lost and just like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then that's what makes you it makes you work harder but you're working you're not you're working harder you're not working smarter so i yeah. learned to work smarter by by analyzing the things that are bothering me and figuring out solutions and how to get to where I want to get to rather than just keeping it internal <laughs> and just being crazy. So it's, it's solution oriented problem solving. Like you see, is seeing it like a puzzle. Um, you know, a lot of times people get to the point where they have a problem in their life and they just really focus on the problem in terms of what the problem is and ask them, ask themselves questions like, well, why is it like this? And, what if this happens? And they ask themselves questions that they can't really answer. You know, the difference with with you, what I'm hearing is that you don't ask yourself questions you can't answer. You ask yourself questions you can answer. So like, what am I going to do about this rather than why is this happening to me? Well, yeah, because if you sit there and you feel sorry for yourself and think, well, why this and why that, then you're not really, it's not, nothing is going to happen. You're not going to get past that point. Um, and that's why I always think of like the end goal, like if you look at timeline <laughs> mm-hmm. and this is like the end goal. And like, I think of mentally in my head, I think of all the things that I need to do to get there. And, and that's right. the way that I think, you know, for a lot of my life I've done that and it's, and I've been quite successful and sometimes not successful. You know what I mean? Like you just, ha- I just, Sometimes I don't get what I want, but I have yeah. more chance of getting what I want if I think of a solution. With, right. You know, whether it's with someone, whether it's with my manager or my husband or, you know, like whatever. Um, I've got more chance mm-hmm. of, of getting what I want if I talk about it and think of ways to get there. Definitely. And it's really interesting. I think it's such a, a, a huge point here is that, like you say, sometimes your solutions that you think of, they don't necessarily always work. You have to adjust your solutions as you go forward. I think a lot of people see success as like a straight line. Like they're going to do, they have this idea, they're going to do this, and it's just going to go smooth sailing to that point. And when it doesn't go smooth sailing, they get disappointed and they disengage from the process because they think, oh, it's not working. But success isn't, I mean, I'm sure your whole career is full of moments where it hasn't gone the way that you thought it would. But if you keep at it, you find a new solution out of the, solutions that don't work yeah basically that's basically what i've been doing (laughs) my whole life is yeah just going back to the drawing board when it doesn't work the way that i think or thought it was going to work and i guess taking the lessons from the things that don't work and help you come up with a better solution next time rather than sort of like you say rather than crying over the things that don't work it's kind of like picking through those pieces and saying actually this didn't work, but if I try this next time, maybe I'll get closer to a solution that does work. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I and 
and like what we were talking about last time when we were chatting is sometimes if you if you have a goal and you don't have a have a way like if you if you think to yourself like remember what we was talking about when um i think it was you were asking me about uh when i was a promoter or something yeah and and i told you the reason why i became a promoter is because i wanted to be noticed my end goal was i wanted to be noticed by certain people and i wanted them to see me dj and my solution to getting there was well why don't i just become a promoter and book them to DJ and then they'll, they will see me and then I can create a relationship with them. And then, you know, just that's, that's the way that I've kind of approached a lot of things in my life. You, that, that, that part of that conversation that we had for me was really fascinating because you are the kind of person that if it's not happening, you're going to make it happen. You're not going to wait for someone to kind of turn up at your door with an opportunity. It's like, okay, this is what I want this is what I'm going to do to get there. And if it works great, but if it doesn't, I'm going to do something different that gets me closer. But there's one thing about you that I learned is you're not going to stand still and just wait for opportunity to turn up. No, you can't. You can't because you can't expect anyone to help you, but yourself, right? Like people always think they need a co-sign right. or like they need someone to big them up so that blah, blah, blah. But <sighs> I mean, I, I learned a very long time ago, no one's going to do anything for me unless I do it for myself. So, you know, the same way I think we talked about it, just like the simple things um, in the last interview, we, uh, we talked about it where just the simple things of like flyering for my gigs, I would go out and do them, do it myself because I didn't trust anyone to, you know, I didn't know whether they were just going to chuck the flyers in the bin and say that they flyered for me. So I was like, the yeah. only person that is going to make sure that people are going to know about this gig or going to come to my gig and for me to be sure about it is to do it myself. Um, right. So, yeah, that's, 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 that's another thing that I've applied to different situations in my life. Just do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> If you want it done, if you want it done properly, do it yourself. It's such a cliche, but sometimes it's it's really true. It's the truth. It is the truth. No one's going to be able to do uh, what you want other than you. Like if I have an idea yeah. for sometimes, like you know, I might have an idea for a, for artwork or something like that. I started, you know, I was good at art at school, so I started just doing it myself. <laughs> it was like, like every every single time I tried to explain to someone, like, no, I want it this way. I want to do this, that, this, that. You'd be going back and forth. I'm like, well, I know how to do it myself. Why don't I just do it? Like, you yeah. know, or I'll learn. There's plenty of videos on YouTube where I can learn Photoshop and Illustrator and whatever. I just do it myself. That's that's uh, that's such a great a great mindset to have that is, you know, you're going to take control over the things that you can control. It's not about hoping someone turns up or like you say, getting a cosign for your success. It's about, okay, what can I do to impact my chances of being successful? So coming past the the start of your career and, you know, you're starting to, you went, you went to uni and that was a big uh, kind of period where you were DJing a little bit more in the clubs and everything around there, moving forward and moving forward. As you were getting more successful, did you did you start to have like in your mind 
where you wanted to go with this or were you just kind of taking it as it comes? I was coasting. I was just on the ride kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I was like that when I was younger, but now I'm not like that. Maybe because I'm, right. I don't know, because I'm older and once you get older, you have to, you know, have other responsibilities and married, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But before it was like, it was just all about me. Yeah. And it was like, well, whatever's next is next. Right. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it all the time. Um, but now, yeah, it's a bit different now, I guess. Um, uh, yeah. You know, I have other, other people to think about in my life, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just me. Um, but before, yeah, I was definitely whatever opportunity came my way, I took it and I saw it as an opportunity and I took it. And even if it made me feel uncomfortable, I still did it and I grew from it, I guess. So, right. yeah, you know, like I remember uh, you asked me about doing the BBC, mm-hmm. doing the radio show on the BBC. And I remember I told you my training was basically them putting me live on air. And that was yeah. terrifying for me because I, I, I mean, I'm a shy person as it is not so much now, but back then I definitely was. And I couldn't even imagine getting on a microphone. So that was right. me being taken out of my comfort zone for the first time. And being taken out of my comfort zone made me grow as a person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes you need some so, something like that to happen where I would, I, you know, we, I've been quite honest about doing the BBC, like doing my show on the BBC. I'd, I wasn't always happy there, but I do think that it's something that mm. benefited me in life because, um, yeah, it took me out of my comfort zone and made me uncomfortable and I learned how to deal with that and, I grew from it, so it's right. not all bad. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's there's kind of hidden gifts in all of these uncomfortable moments that we face. Yeah, um, and I think that that's just taking the good, the, you know, taking the positive out of you know, um, thinking of the positives out of every situation. I think always helps. So you you mentioned there about. Um, you know, being thrown really into the deep end in terms of, you know, here's a microphone, present a show, you're on, you're on. And you mentioned that you're, you're like, you were more shy back then than you are today. How did you get past that shyness or not necessarily get past it where it's completely gone, but how did you manage those feelings of shyness? How did you manage that uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable feeling of having to do that kind of thing? Just kept, just kept doing it. I also, I have to mention that I know the things that I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And I knew that there was something inside me. I knew, knew that I had a personality. I just couldn't mm-hmm. get it out kind of thing. So I, I, I don't think I right. ever really, really would have done the show. It had, I thought to myself, you know what you can't like, there's no way you're going to be, able. I just knew yeah. there was something inside me. Like, for example, I know I can't sing and I would never try to be a singer. Like, I just know that that's something right. that I, I cannot do and will not do. Right. And yeah. I know that sounds negative, but that is, I just do not, I know myself, no one knows you better than yourself. Right. Um, with, with, mm-hmm. 
with radio, as much as I was like, oh, no, this makes me feel uncomfortable. I knew that I had something inside me and I had a personality inside me that I just needed to bring out. So I let it happen kind of yeah. thing. I just let it happen. Right. And I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to do this unless I just let it happen. If I'm, if I mess up or if I sound like an idiot on radio or, you know, whatever, just got to let it happen. And, but I know mm. that eventually I will be good at this. So I think a lot of people face similar conflicts, no matter what they do for a living on what they do that they enjoy of that, the conflict of, I know I really like this and I know I could be good at this. And the other side of them saying, don't do it because everything could go wrong, run away and the, the fear is going to take over. And I think that we we all have that conflict within us at times. And, and I think it's, it's prevalent in a lot of people a lot of the time, that constant back and forward going in in their mind of, I want to do it, but I also don't in case it doesn't go well. And I guess sometimes you just have to kind of drag yourself through those moments. Yeah, but there's a fine line. Like, like what I was saying about me wanting me trying to sing it may may sound contradicting to what I'm saying, you know, in this interview. But there's a real fine line, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of just, um, you know, being unconfident about something and actually knowing that you cannot do this. Like, I, I'm right. going to go. Right. I'm not going to go and I don't know start playing football right now because one I don't think that I'm gonna be I don't know I don't yeah. know but then again I don't know maybe I would be good I don't know but um that'd be quite quite the career change that, that would be wouldn't it I mean <laughs> Michael Jordan did it he didn't he yeah. start didn't he didn't he quit basketball to do to play baseball that's right season. yeah and then yeah, but see, he really wanted to do that. He really, right. really, that's, he grew up wanting to play baseball and then he happened to just get into basketball and be yeah. the greatest of all time. But, you know, he still yeah. went on and he was like, whatever, I'm, cri- I'm quitting I'm quitting basketball and I'm going to do baseball. And everyone thought he was crazy, but he still did yeah. it. So Yeah. Right now, you might not want to be a football player or a singer, but because you know that there is other, there's other opportunities that you can make more that are more in line with your your vision and your goal for who you are. I think if you, but if you really, really wanted to be a singer and you gave up everything and dedicated all your time to it, you could you could possibly do it. But it's all about what's the priority for you. And I think that people get stuck when they think about oh, there's all these things I want to do and I'm not good at them. That one of the underlying um, foundation cornerstones of success is time effort and dedication there's no replacement for that that part of it definitely not i mean even going back to me being a a dj without time and dedication how would i have got here (laughs) that's the first thing you need you know everything else will come but if you don't give yourself time and and you, if you don't dedicate your time to like being the best or the best you can be, then how are you going to do it? You know? Right. And that's, again, something that people, you know, I'm going to go on this social media thing again, but this is general for people with success. They People look at people that are successful, but they forget the amount of hard work that has had to go into that. And it's not all glamorous. And like you say, 
you know, seeing you now do what you do, that is a result of you having to go out and fly it, you having to start your own nights to make it, you having to put the hours of dedication in, take opportunities that maybe you didn't really want to, but you knew that would help your career get further. The amount of sacrifice you've had to make to get to the point in your career where you're at right now, it just can't be can't be forgotten, but it's easy to miss. And, you know, you have you can't have everything in life. You're going to have to make sacrifices. Mm. Um, and you have to know that doing something that takes so much time and dedication, you know that there's going to come a point where you have to sacrifice certain things. And right. if you're not okay with that, it's not going to go well. What would you say are some of the kind of things that you had to sacrifice to get to where you wanted to get to? Just family, friends, um, relationships with family, friends and stuff like that. You know, mm. um, not being, you know, you, you, I get, I got to a certain point where I wouldn't get invited to things <laughs> because people would be like, well, she's busy. Right. Right. And don't bother asking her. Cause I'd always have to say no, but you know, had I been the person to be like, nah, actually I am going to go and do that instead of this then I wouldn't be here today. Do you know what I mean? I had to make right. yeah. certain sacrifices with family and friends to be where I am. And I'm still making sacrifices. Um, you know, like I said, um, uh, obviously I'm married and mm -hmm. the next stage of being married is probably having kids. And right. one of the reasons is like, well, how am I going to do that and be a DJ? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't know any uh, yeah. any females that DJ who have kids with them. You know, yeah. that's am I the blueprint? Like, what what am I supposed to what am I supposed to do here? So you know, one of my that's one of my biggest right. sacrifices because had I had I been the person that my my parents wanted to be, which is you know be normal, um, mm -hmm. then yeah, you know, it would have been like a no brainer, right? But right now, for me, my lifestyle is like, I mean, how? I don't know if I'm ready to give this up or, or put a pause on my career for this. So that's a, sac yeah. that's a big saf sacrifice, I think, for me. Whichever way you slice it, there's going to be a sacrifice, isn't there? There's kind of the sacrifice of having, you know, uh, your, your either sacrificing your career a little bit for children or sacrificing having children right now for your career and that is a constant battle, isn't it? For, for everyone, the sacrifices, no matter what they do. Yeah. And I still haven't figured it out yet. I still don't even know what I want. Like that's yeah. the whole part of life, I guess, is to figure things out like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially when I don't have anyone to look to as a, as an example, I, there's no one like, you know, unless yeah. like what, I mean, celebrities, like, that's not real. <laughs> mm, <laughs> like yeah. They have nannies and, and they have all this money to take care of, to have someone else take care of the kids, but I don't have that luxury. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's just something that I'm sacrificing at the moment and trying to figure out. So. And I find it really interesting that like you say, there is no example uh, out there because again, bringing it back to, you know, people in, in general life, we often look for a blueprint or an example or a road that we can follow that's been done before because it feels a little bit safer. But in, in sometimes the, 
w- to get to where we want to get to, there is no example. There is no blueprint. You have to kind of create your own path to get there. And you've done that multiple times in your career, but it's just really interesting to see that you're still doing that both professionally and personally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, still doing it. <laughs> I, th- I don't think it's ever going to stop really. I don't think that there's a point in life where you get to. I think that's with everybody though. You know, like yeah. there's, you. it doesn't matter what you do. You could work in Sainsbury's and, you know, yeah. it's, it's just a part of being human, I guess. Um, it's a part of life. So in the introduction, I mentioned that you're a pioneer and a trailblazer and really you're a pioneer for a lot of different people. You're a pioneer for for women out there, for Asian people out there, and for many people who look at your career and take inspiration from that. And I want to kind of break those two parts up, if you like, the, the being a woman bit and being an Asian person bit, starting off with being a woman. I, I watched a YouTube video of you recently Um talking about an incident with Chris Brown where he called you a woman DJ and that really didn't sit well with you. Being a female in this industry must have been really hard, especially when the stereotype is that it's a very male-orientated industry. What kind of obstacles did you face as a woman breaking in and as your career has continued, what are some of the obstacles that you face? Yeah, I think think the biggest obstacle is just having people doubt you all the time Mm -hmm. and it's not just it's not just men it's women as well it's like that right i can't tell you the amount of times like even now it happens that i'll be about i'll be djing or about to dj and like there'll be someone standing in front of me like confused like what's Mm. going on here this is weird right um and then you know or someone just standing there going like all right Let's see if she's good. You know, you, you yeah. see those faces a lot. Um, but honestly, it's like a blessing and a curse at the same time because being doubted just made me want to work harder to prove them wrong. Right. So, yeah. you know, if everyone was always, you know, nice around me all the time telling me how amazing I am, then maybe mm-hmm. I would be like, well, I'm good enough, so that's fine. But, you know, having those people stand in front of me doubting me all the time or, you know, it's just just having that energy around me made me want to be like, you know what, watch, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, I don't know if I've completely overcome all of the challenges of being – female in this business but mm-hmm. I know that I'm working on it every day and you know being my my biggest uh annoyance even to this day is like being being called a female DJ is yeah. just annoying in itself which is the reason right. why I was annoyed with the Chris Brown thing because he didn't mean it in a bad way but it's my mm. own insecurities of of you know being doing this for 20 however many years and having those those dudes standing in front of you going, meh, 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 you know, yeah. what's she going to do, then ma- gives me a complex. So when someone like him comes in to a club and gets on the mic and is like, he was saying in a positive way, like, oh, my God, yeah. it's a woman DJ. But the, yeah. the, the woman and DJ together just didn't sit right with me. So, I, I you know, I said, <laughs> said what I said um, mm-hmm. in a tweet. And it kind of went viral somehow. Right. And yeah. um, 
and then, and he even went on hot and on a power 106 or something and the mm-hmm. the the person that was interviewing him the girl said said oh yeah i heard that you were in a club recently and you know um because perez hilton had blogged about it and all these like celebrity blogs or whatever and news yeah. channels had had put it on their sites so this girl was like oh you know why did she say that you know and and he was like i don't know i didn't i didn't even mean it in a, any kind of way but you know blah 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 and um so it wasn't his fault it was just it was me and my insecurities and me just hating being put into this subcategory of female right. dj like i'm not the, at the same level as you know the next guy do you know what i mean that yeah. that yeah. does that that irritates me i think the most because i've done all these things yet mm. you're talking about them because you're you know <laughs> you, you're an intelligent nice person but there's a lot of people who won't bother to go and do the research and they will just see me for what i am a female dj and that irritates me you know um so yeah i'm still i I don't think i've quite overcome the challenges yet but Mm. i mean i'm sure it'll get better one day but i i that's why i just keep going you know um yeah there's nothing else i can do it's such a relevant point because, you know, the labels we get given, they can be really frustrating when we're trying to make a name for ourselves for who we are as an individual, not, you know, what you can see on the surface. Like in this instance, it's not about if you're a male DJ or a female DJ, it's if you're a good DJ, that should be the only thing that really matters. There is no gender difference. It's a, it's just there's skill differences without a doubt, but that's got nothing to do with gender. That's why I think it's, that whole incident was really interesting because it really shone a light for me on the fact that you just get painted with this brush in so many different walks of life. You know, whether you're a certain race or a gender or, you know, whatever you are in life or what your belief system is, it's like, oh, you're that type of person. Therefore, here's a glass ceiling and you can't really break it, but you've broken out of that. And the great thing to hear is that it, that criticism actually fed you to make you stronger rather than in other cases for some people who have so much skill so much talent but that same criticism or that same barrier stops them from ever achieving what they want to achieve because it it takes mental strength to break through that yeah and and it just goes back to like what we were talking about earlier in my early days and my parents telling me no you can't do this and no you can't do that I made it a point, like I said, every aspect of my life to be like, if someone tells me no, I'm going to do it and I'm going to try and be the best that I can. And that's all I can do. If I, if I continue doing what I'm doing, you know, people see longevity, you know, um, Mm. people will figure it out eventually. It's just a shame that because I'm female, because I'm brown or whatever, people see that yeah. first. Um, but there's right. nothing that you can, you know, what am I going to do about it? There's nothing. Yeah, exactly. All I can do is do what I've been doing, which is talk about it and tell people this yeah. is the reason why it bothers me. And this is, this is what we need to do to stop, stop this happening. Um, right. But, you know, it's just up to people if they listen. It's a, it's a real tough one because, um, like I say, some people use that, use the no 
in their life as a, as fuel to get to where they want to go. It's funny you mentioned uh, Michael Jordan earlier on in the conversation because I watched the Last Dance documentary and you know there was a part of it where it was like if you wanted Michael Jordan to do something, just tell him he can't do it because he'll go out of his way to prove you wrong. That's that's such a great mentality, but that's not that I I feel I feel like that's rare. I feel like it's easier to say no to someone and them to be like, oh yeah, well I won't do it then rather than I'm going to take that no and switch it on its head. You have to have a certain type of arrogance within you, right. to be, <laughs> I think. Yeah. And it's not its not a bad arrogance. It's like, yeah. you know, there's two different types, right? Um, Definitely. But you've got to have something within yourself, a certain type of arrogance to be like, you know what? No. I'm right. If you want to tell me no, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it mm-hmm. better than you thought I was going to do it. Do you think that arrogance is something that you're born with or do you think that it's something that you can create and you can learn? I think it's something you're born with. Mm-hmm. I think. Could yeah. be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I could be right. wrong. But I think that you are, you know, you're... I just know in the with the kind of personality that I have that mm-hmm. I was born with it, you know? Yeah. If I didn't have that confidence within myself. And I'm not saying I'm always confident, but I, you know, had to have had some kind of confidence within me, um, to, to, to continue. Um, yeah. Had I not had that, I don't know if I would, if, 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 you know, when my mom and dad said, no, you can't do it or you can't Mm. do this, maybe I would have been like, okay, maybe I can't, you know, but I have this kind of fire personality, like you know, I'm a Leo, so, so right, right. I I have that kind of personality where if someone tells me no, I do it anyway. I think it's true. I think some people find this really natural to have that side, like you say. Yeah, I think Leo's a, a fire sign, so uh, you know it's it's kind of it's almost like a personality trait within Leo to so just have that drive and that desire to go after things. I think that for people who don't think that they have it, I think that. You know, like you say, some people are born with it and it just, it's just like second nature. Like you tell me, no, I'm just going to do it. But for those people who are like, oh, maybe I can't do it. I feel like there is a way for those people, but you just have to maybe work a little bit harder at it or expose yourself or, you know, look to people like you and think, if I did a little bit more of what Cape is doing, just taking those no's and training myself to say, okay, no means I can still do it. It's sometimes, it's like any any skill football, sports, music. Some people have more talent than others, but there's some people who have to work triple triple the amount to get to where to unlock their own potential. But it's all about what you decide to do with your time, isn't it? It's how you decide to spend, who you hang around with, what messages you take in to try and get yourself to as as far as you can. I think um I think that's why it's so important to know the people that are around you. You know, um, yeah. that's, a, that's what make, that's a part of what makes you, you. And right. if you have a load of people around you that, you know, discouraging you from doing something or laughing at you because you, you said that you wanted to do this and they're like, ah, you know, that's funny. You can't do that. You know, yeah. <clears throat> then yeah, maybe if you don't have that kind of fire inside you, that arrogance that I guess I have, <laughs> then maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, you could be like, all right, yeah, no. That's silly. I won't do that. Right. Um, but yeah, it's important to have have good people around you that are going to encourage you. And 
Um, that's yeah. That's, that's that's all it is. I want to come come to that point in a second about the people you hang around with because I think that's one of the keys keys to anyone's success is who they who are who they're surrounded with, and success doesn't always necessarily mean you know, fame and riches, success can be being an amazing mom or dad or brother or sister. Success lives and breathes in so many different forms. But just um, just before we go into that, the whole piece about arrogance, I was having this conversation with someone else recently about, you know, what what is it that makes people have that fire? And we were talking about arrogance and you mentioned there that there's kind of two types. It's kind of like the bad type of arrogance is where you think you're the shit without proving it, without like without just having paid any dues, just having that ignorance to think I'm better than anyone else. But the good type of arrogance is the belief that I can do this and I can get better. And I think that gets missed sometimes when people talk about arrogance because it's arrogance has this thing about, oh, you think you're better than everyone else. Whereas good arrogance is you don't think you're better than everyone else. You just think that you can do it. it it's different. I've met a lot of people who have that bad type of arrogance. And right. it, I mean, uh, some of them, they haven't got very far and some of them yeah. are, are, uh, you know, household names. Um, right. I, I don't know how to, uh, I don't know how to, to describe like what, what you should do. To differentiate, I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to think like all the people that I've met <laughs> that are like yeah. that are even like famous and 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 I and I I don't know. I think I I think I truly do believe that if you're you know like you look at okay you look at Kanye West for example, would you mm-hmm. say yeah. is he arrogant or is he just confident and passionate about what he does. I don't know. Like I try to figure that out all the time. Like what is he? But there's no denying that he's talented, right? Mm -hmm. There's no denying that he's talented. So is he a bad arrogant or is he a good arrogant? It's really hard to like uh, differentiate sometimes. And I think that's something to think about is like what, I don't know how, I can be like Kanye West sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I right. can be like, you know, talking to my friends and stuff. I can, I can go off in one like that. I can, I, yeah. I can be that in my, am I a bad person? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, all I know is that I have to have that fire inside me to keep going. Right. And if I didn't have right. it, then I don't know what I'd be doing right now. Wh- whichever way it, it falls, it is n- a necessary part of success whether that falls into, you know, what we're calling bad arrogance or good arrogance, some level of arrogance is necessary to be successful because, you know, that arrogance for me, I always think of arrogance as in self-belief. And if you don't have self-belief, you're basically looking for your belief to come from other people. You're never going to make it with that, with that in your mind. If you're waiting for someone else to tell you, you can be good before you're going to be good, then you'll never be good at anything. I think the bad type of arrogance is when you're arrogant to put someone else down. I think right. that's the bad. Right. That's the that's the the difference. I think. Yeah. When you're arrogant, when someone's telling you, "No, you can't do this." Well, yes, I can. Like, 
that may be like confidence arrogance i don't know it's, it's a weird yeah. it's a weird thing yeah. to think about yeah. but yeah definitely if you're an arrogant person that is arrogant for the pure uh fact of like putting someone else down then that's yeah that's the bad that's the bad side yeah i, I completely agree with that it's the same it's the kind of the same thing with when, when people talk about being selfish and you know like putting themselves first it's like there's nothing wrong with being selfish, putting yourself first. As long as you're not going out of your way to trample on someone by doing that and being purposely hurtful in, in your way of getting what you want. If you're doing something because it's really good for you and you genuinely have no desire to harm anyone else, then it, it's not going to be a bad thing. And it's kind of the same with arrogance, isn't it? It's like if you're going out your way to put someone down, that's a bad way of doing things generally. But if you're doing things in a way that's like, no, I just need to get myself to where I need to go, that's okay. And usually uh, if uh, arrogant people that are arrogant to put other people down are usually not the most confident. So yeah, it's, it's like I have confidence in myself and this arrogance, mm. which gives me the fire inside me to say when someone says, well, you can't be a DJ because you're female and you're probably shit because you're female or, you know. Um, yeah. The, yeah that's yeah <laughs> these are things i've so never thought a, about a, before so that's why i'm like pausing and and actually having a conversation with myself <laughs> no, oh no it's, it's great <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean it, we do these things i don't we like we're, we're in the middle of our lives we haven't got time to contemplate this stuff until we sit there and think oh you know i actually appreciate my own arrogance and getting your head around that to embrace it as well because i think you know sometimes People feel so bad for who they are. Like I, I work with so many people, you won't believe how many times they feel bad for putting themselves first or they feel bad for uh, making certain sacrifices. And like they have this real guilt around it until you kind of talk it out with them. And this, and then this, they get to the point of realizing it's not a bad thing because I haven't tried to hurt someone. I, it's necessary to do this and to embrace it to get where I need to get to. <clears throat> yeah. And it is, I mean, that's where balance comes into it, right? So yeah, you have to have balance in everything you do. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have to do things for yourself in order to be a good person for other people, right? If you just right. constantly being this person or, you know, this, this and that for this, for other people, then eventually you're going to burn out and you're going to, you know, you're not doing what makes you happy. So yeah, it's balance. Or if you're that, right. that dude that is always doing things just for yourself, then you're seen as a, you know, no, you know, you're seen as an idiot. So there's balance yeah. in both, you know, you can, if, if you approach everything with balance, I think that's the best way forward. And you mentioned the people you surround yourself with and how important that is. And, and earlier in the conversation, you said that, you know, there's a lot of yes people around. There's also a lot of haters as well, but how do you deal with, Let's start with the haters because in such a public facing industry like music and the more successful you get, you, you obviously get more fans and more people appreciating what you do. But with that comes a lot of people who are going to hate on you as well. How do you cope with those haters and, and what they've got to say? I think just to, to, I like we were talking about confidence, just finding confidence in myself because if I'm not confident then whatever someone says to me is I'm gonna internalize it right so right, over right. the years I've had to figure out how to be 
confident as well as arrogant. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I, I've had, to, had to figure out how to be confident and, and happy within myself in order to, to block all of that out, I think. Um, right. Yeah, um, because, you know, the moment someone says something negative, you develop this, like, fear and doubt inside yourself and... It's just, yeah, so you, you have to, you have to find confidence within yourself. I think that's the yeah. key. Yeah. You mentioned that you kind of got like a, a handful of really close friends, people that you kind of would, would class as, as your friends. And, and again, you know, when people look from the outside, they probably think, yo, you've got like hundreds of friends and you're always at like this party and that party and with these people and that people. But having that smaller group of friends, what is it that you look for in a friend? What's the most important values that you place in someone that you want to keep close to you? I think just trust and loyalty, really. Mm. I don't think you can find that if you have, maybe you can, I don't know, maybe because I don't have it, but like, it, how do you know who's who's loyal and who you can trust if you have like 30 people that are like your associates, really? And I've, I've yeah. met so many people where they'd be like, oh, this is my close friend and this is my close friend. Okay, how's he, that your close friend? Oh, well, we hung out a couple of times and we got mash up together. So that's your close friend now? Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't think so. I think that you probably party with that person and you have certain conversations when you're mash up. That doesn't make them your, your best friend now. You know, the people, yeah. people that are gonna be you have to think about who is the person that if i call you at four in the morning who's gonna answer who's gonna sit mm. there and listen to you um or even even if it's just just for a chat you know like whatever whatever yeah. time of the day or like you know just someone there to listen and to uplift you rather than you know just be this this person that is just not really like you know that you can't really trust Again, sometimes people feel like the number of people around them defines who they are or has some sort of impact on the quality of their life is I need to have more of this or more of more friends, more people around me, more people that like me. Whereas actually it's quite a common trait with some successful people is that they don't like, you know, obviously some people have all these big entourages and big yes, a lot of yes men and a lot of people around them. But some people just prefer the intimacy of having real people around them who, you know, they can have a real conversation with, who can tell them when, uh, give them honest feedback from a loving place. And it's not all about just boosting each other's egos. It's about loving each other, supporting each other, but also having the honesty to be able to say what you really feel in front of them without any, without the fear of repercussions. Yeah. And you have to trust that person as well. You can't just go and yeah. say whatever to any random um, that's why, you know, quality over quantity, right? So right. I'd rather have three quality friends than a bunch of people that are like, yeah, you know, just around when around for the good times. And then when, you know, and, and it, you never think to call them when, when you're like in trouble or, you know, so many people like that throughout my life, you know, yeah. especially in nightlife, you get that a lot in nightlife. You get a bunch yeah. of people who, who seem like they're your best friends, but if you don't call them in the day, then 
are there really? <laughs> you just yeah, see them at night. That's a really good way of testing it. If you just, you know, if that's not the person that you p- picked up the phone to, you know, be like, hey, how are you? And you're mm. the, you, I could be that person too, to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not just one way. Um, but yeah, I know who my real friends are and that's just something that comes with age though, right? So. Right. Maybe when I was younger, you know, I don't know. I don't think I was that ever that type of person to have like loads and loads of people around me or want loads of friends. Even when, even when I go, like even when I'm out or whatever and people, you know, if I'm with a group of people, they'd be like, oh, let's go here, let's go there. And I'm like, no, I just want to go home and like chat to, yeah. to three people and have a couple of drinks and chat. Like, you know, that's what I prefer to do, but that's just me. We talked, we talked a bit ago about obviously being a woman in the industry and, you know, the, the kind of stigma around that. But you've also had to face being an Asian in the industry and everything that that brings as well. And, and we come from, you know, we're both born in the UK from Asian families where it's kind of not cool to go down certain career paths. It's like, unless you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor or a dentist, it's like everything else doesn't really matter. Did you find that there was any obstacles in terms of your race being an Asian person, not only just from your your family in terms of what they had hoped for you, but in the industry as well? Did you ever come up come up against anything that made you feel like that was playing a factor in in your progression? Yeah, I, I think we talked about this as well last time. Is um, is me not really being into Asian music that much? Um, and then being put on a station called BBC Asia Network just because I was brown. Right. Um, yeah. That, that was something that bothered me a lot because I don't know anything about, you know, I don't know enough about this mm. music or this culture even, you know. I grew up in South London and grew up in Croydon yeah. around not many Asians. Um, and then I'm like told that I'm supposed to be on this station, but really I'm like, I don't really belong here. I don't know if I fit in here. I always felt like the black sheep when I was doing, when I was on there. Um, And I felt like I couldn't get out of that box once I was in it. I took, I did it because I took it as an opportunity, but, but taking it, but that kind of backfired on me because then I was just seen as the Asian Annie Mac or like the right. the girl and the, yeah. the girl, you know, on the Asian station. And yeah. that bothered me. And that was one of the reasons why I didn't enjoy it there because I was being forced to mm. do something that I didn't want to do. Not forced, but, you know, it's been put in a situation where like I wanted to, I, I wanted to be on other stations and now all I'm getting asked to do is Asian gigs and, you know, Asian shows and like, it's just, right. yeah, I think, I think that really, that, that bothered me a lot. Um, and the only way I could get out of it is by, by leaving. And, and leaving, you know, at that point, I guess meant, you know, walking away from an opportunity. Did you have something that you had in mind to do next door? Is it, was it more a case of, I can't do this anymore because it just, just doesn't represent who I am? Yeah. That was it. I couldn't do it anymore because it didn't represent who I was. 
had I been asked to do like a show on Radio One that is was mainstream, you know, I would have been like, all right, I can do this. This is the next stage. This is the yeah. next opportunity that I should definitely go for. I've had the training, you know, I've been on radio for six years. Had I been offered that, I would have jumped at it, but I wasn't. I was just seen as right. a brown girl, a brown girl yeah. on the from the brown station. How do you feel like you broke that stereotype? Do you think it's a case of just doing something different until you're respected as who you are? Um, yeah. I mean, the only, I don't know if I've broken that stereotype. I just continue to do what I want to do, whatever, right, right. whatever makes sense for me and whatever I feel I, I just continued doing that. It wasn't like I was trying to do the opposite of, yeah of what people thought of me. Um, it was like, I can, I had to be true to myself and continue doing what made me happy and, mm -hmm. um, and just continue, you know, like there's no other way that I could, you know, yeah. get out of that. Yeah. What really strikes me both times I've, I've spoken to you is this, drive that has is so natural it's so comes from within this this fire to do what you want to do and to you know whether you know it at the time or not this the ability to break these boundaries and barriers and, and just go in follow your true purpose and make decisions that are real to you and not be influenced by the people around you and I've, I've seen that so much of that comes from from within you but who would you say professionally and personally has had a a real positive impact on your mindset who, who's taught you things over the years where you, you know, you've really taken what they've had to say and thought that's really shaped me going forward. Nobody. <laughs> no, it's come from within. That's honestly, I, I know that sounds really arrogant, <laughs> um, but no one, I don't, right. I've never really had, like I said, I never really had a blueprint. I had to figure yeah. it out for myself in every aspect to figure out how to scratch mm. by myself. I had to figure out how to DJ by myself. I had to figure out, you know, just so many things by myself through, through my experiences. Um, uh, you know, my husband, I, I can, you know, he was in the music industry before he did, he's not anymore, but he was yeah. working in radio promotions and he's been a quite a positive influence. He's like the opposite of me. He's just very positive all the time. And right. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I think he's probably one of the only people that has yeah, that's that has really helped me in that way, but other than that, it's just been me trying to figure things out. Mm -hmm. Um and taking on opportunities and not knowing what's going to happen, you know, like with the BBC and like, you know, just going with the flow and figuring out, well, yeah. this was a mistake. That was a mistake, you know, like, um, yeah. So I don't really know. It's a great answer to be honest, because there's a lot of people who say, you know, this person had a particular influence. But again, like I say, the thing that really strikes me about you is how you've really affected, you know, the, the, all the success you you are having is down to what you bring to the table. It's really, and it's come from within as well. Like the, you know, the first time I was doing a bit more research on you when we were doing the first podcast, it was just that at 12 years old, you were like, no, I'm doing this. 
you know, at, at, at Asian Network, it's like, I don't want to do this because it's not me. It's always come from within. It's like there's a, this feeling that you know you've got to follow and you're going to go after it no matter who tells you anything different. Yeah, and if you notice with everything that I've done, no one's told me what to do. I've not never yeah. really had anyone. Definitely didn't come from my parents. It didn't come, you know, from family or, you know, friends obviously – like you know encourage you and stuff but no one's mm. actually told me hey you know or like mentored me in a way that has been positive all the time yeah um you know i've had i've had i've had mentors i mean i don't know if we talked about this last time but um one of the the people that helped me in my early days was was a dj on choice fm who was like the rival of tim westwood they had like right. beef like for years and years um and he was one of my mentors and but he, he said a lot of, you know, positive things. One of the things that he taught me is to pay your dues, right? Mm. So, so that's one thing. But then he also said a lot of negative things to me. Like, I don't know if it was like a reverse psychology thing. I don't know what yeah. it was. But, you know, I remember he, he told me one time, you know, remember I told you I was very shy and this was mm. way before radio when I was on radio and stuff. So he put me on his, on his show to promote me or, you know, he had me doing a mix or whatever. And then he tried to interview me after. And then he, he, he said to me specifically, you know, in the next stage to become a bigger DJ, you got to be on radio. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I went and did his interview and he's like, maybe this could be practice for it, you know, whatever. And I just was so shy. I wasn't very good at the interview. And then he was like, he's like, you don't have it, man. And he was like, Right. I don't think you're ever going to be on radio. I didn't even want to be on radio, but now, now all of a yeah. sudden I've got this dude telling me, I don't think you can ever do this. And I was like, right, I will do it. <laughs> you know, I'll right. figure out a way. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, there hasn't, that, uh, there hasn't really been anyone to tell me what to do mm. all the time where, you know, um, yeah. So the only person that I can really, Say is you know my husband who I ask for advice for a lot of times. Yeah, you know, or I'll be like, "What do you think of this? What do you think of that?" But he didn't guide me through my life, so mm. Mm. it's just all things that I've had to figure out on my own. I think that's really, really such a great lesson to take from this whole interview is that you know some people are looking for that mentor or looking for that person to set them up in life or. You know, other people kind of, they make excuses as well about uh, if, if I had someone who would have helped me, I could have made it further. If I had better influences, I could have done it. But the great thing about what you just said, forget the excuses, forget who you've got around you or who you haven't got around you. If you want to do it, you find a way to do it because it has to come from within anyway. There's only a certain level that these mentors can take you without your own drive and determination taking over. A lot of times I feel like when you're, when someone is mentoring someone younger than them, they kind of want to take credit for it. They want to be like, well, right. I, ta I taught her how to do that. And, 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 yeah. and you also got to look at that as well. Like, what are their intentions? Are you doing this mm. really to help me? Or are you doing this for some right. kind of self-satisfaction to, to be able to... You know, there's so many people that have come in and out of my life that have done like something for me and be like, well, yeah, I, I did that for her. No, no you didn't because I did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I did yeah. it myself. I was the one that right. 
but sat there in my room, you know, practicing for hours and hours and, you know, all kinds of stuff. But yeah. As you say, you know, the, the fear that like we started this conversation about, you know, some of the anxieties about I'm not doing enough right now, or I'm not, you know, progressing as fast as I, I want. And I, I think that, you know, fear, fear and anxiety is one of those parts of the human experience that never really truly ever goes away. We just kind of get better at managing it over the years. H- how would you say that you're managing it now differently compared to how you used to manage it when you were younger? I think I was more fearless when I was younger. I think I have right. more fear now. I not maybe uh, yeah, maybe when I was younger, I don't know, I can't remember, but pretty sure I, I didn't have the same fear and anxiety that I have now. Um but that's because that's just something I think comes with age. When you're when you're younger, you're fearless. Um mm. and you don't think about things. Maybe that's why I, I was able to do all the things that I did because I was yeah. fearless. Now, if I'm presented an opportunity because of all the things that I've been through, I think about it more. I'm like, mm, but right. should I really do that? How am I going to look? And how does this make me look in my career? And da, 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 da. So um, I think over the years, I've definitely developed more of a awareness about what I'm doing. Maybe, maybe not fear, yeah. but yeah. Um, but that doesn't stop me from doing what what I do, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just the part of life, I think. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. When you were younger, were you were you more fearless? Were you, or are you more fearless now? You know, it's a really good question, and I think you're right. I think sometimes the older you get, you're more aware of what could not go wrong, but you're more aware of the 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 kind of situations and you're more aware of the impact that that may have when when you're younger you're kind of a little bit less knowledgeable so you kind of take more risks because you don't understand the the consequences of those risks sometimes but i think that you know with the awareness as you get older you kind of get uh better at also managing yourself because you're more aware of situations but you're more aware of how you are in those situations and if you can manage to control that the anxiety, the fear, whatever you want to call it, is around, but you just kind of get to a point where it's, I know it's there, but I know I need to do this for me because if I don't, not doing it is worse than me going for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and one of the examples was doing that competition. The member we were talking about last time, the Goldie Awards, where I accidentally yes, yeah. got into it. Um, right. And... I was going to drop out through fear. Yeah. I was going to drop out because I was like, well, I don't want to, I'm not a, turn, I'm not a, what do you call it? I'm not a turntablist. I don't, you know, do mm-hmm. routines. I'm not a battle DJ. I'm, I'm a DJ. I'm a DJ that has skills, yeah. but I don't consider myself to be a turntablist battle DJ. I don't want to go there up against, you know, all these people that do this all day. Right. And mm-hmm. I could have completely just chickened out and dropped out, but, and that was my fear kicking in and then yeah and then yeah so i guess i still have the 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 fearlessness that i i had before um when i was younger i just don't i just think about things a, bit, a little bit more yeah and realize yeah. now cuz i i don't know yeah it's time for the music and mindset playlist picks music picks, is one of those picks, things that 
you know, really have a, has an influence over our mood, over our mindset. You know, if you listen to a great piece of music, it can make you feel pumped. If you listen to something that makes you feel heartbroken, you'll, you'll take those, those feelings from it. It's one of the, the great things about music is it, you don't really need to even understand the lyrics. You can feel it. If you were to create a playlist, which was three songs that you find raises your spirit, raises your mood, or makes you feel pumped or inspire you in some way, what what three tracks would have to be on that playlist? One of them, I played this song last week in a in my live stream. Yeah, um, and it's the roots. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody gonna turn me around. Yeah. And um, I remember, remember being on the plane to Austin to go and do this live stream, and I had I was mm-hmm. trying to get this playlist together as quick as I possibly could. And because of what was happening, um, obviously in the world with uh, Black Lives yeah. Matter and everything, I decided to do a whole set kind of dedicated to it. And one of the right. one of the main things is is uh, listening to that track. I was like, oh wow. This is um, basically what the song is about. Is like uh, I should play. Hold on, I should look up the lyrics. Hold on, before I quote it wrong. Yeah, ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. I'm gonna keep on walking, keep on talking, walking into a freedom land. Obviously, they were, you know, they had a mission in the song um, of what they're talking about it's not the same thing but you know that you can apply to everything right like right like right. It, nothing's gonna stop me nothing's gonna you know it's cliche as it may sound i'm gonna keep on going that's pretty much yeah. what i've done my whole life is yeah no one's gonna tell me no or stop me um so yeah that that song I, for the first time in a long time i listened to the lyrics because um, i right. had because i had to for that set which was a yeah. weird thing because usually I listen to the beat and I'm like, oh, no, no. And then all of a sudden now I'm like, I have to make sure that every song that I play in the set makes sense with the times kind of thing. Um, so that was one of them. That song, the, the lyrics that you mentioned there, it, it's it's kind of exactly what, what we're talking about here is they represent, those lyrics really represent who you are. But, you you know, listening to that kind of music, it, you know, we're talking about who you hang around with and all those kind of stuff and, you know, get off social media if it's not feeling good. But pumping yourself with good messages, with inspirational lyrics and music, it does, you do soak it in, don't you? And it does make you feel a different a different way. Yeah, definitely. The, the second one I'm going to say, which is obvious, it's going to be a Janet one because I obviously am yeah. a fan. But, um, but I say this one because um, remember what we were talking about last time where I was saying that she's not just this, you know, female, like blah, 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 mm-hmm. like sexual, you know, <laughs> entertainer, which yeah. is what people look yeah. at her like, you know, the girl, the, the, the artist that, you know, the Super Bowl incident happened with like yeah. so much more to if you actually go deep. Um and and listen to some of her lyrics and the whole Rhythm Nation album is exactly what we're talking about, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And one of the songs is uh, the knowledge. Let me look at the lyrics. I should know. Should know. Should know the lyrics to these. <laughs> so, um, insight into what's going on. Information keeps us strong. What you don't know can hurt you bad. 
take it from me, you'll be walking around sad, crying for a better day until you educate for a better way. So if you want to be in control, you've got to get yourself in the know, which was a song that I grew up listening yeah. to. And that is very yeah. much about, um, you know, you can't really get far in life without knowledge, right? Right. And that's right. basically what she's, what she's talking about. It's having, it's having an open mind, isn't it? To be willing to, to learn something new and grow with the experiences and, and not be so fixed as, you know, I don't want to learn or I want to stay in my comfort zone. It's just being open to hear something that could expand where you're currently at right now. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of things that I've learned in, in life is through music, to be honest, because it's been such a big part of my life for all these years is yeah. without even knowing it, I have learned so much from listening to certain artists or, you know, so it's interesting. It's interesting because you Definitely. don't think about it. And then when you have to think about it, you're like, oh, that's how I know. And, yeah. you know, um, like even, even with all the, with all the black history, sorry, the black lives matter stuff. I wasn't, we weren't taught black history in school. Like, yeah. I had not, you know, we learned about Tudors and Stuarts <laughs> and right, Henry right, VIII, yeah. right? And yeah, castles yeah. and this and that. And you had to go out there and you had to learn yourself. Unless you, unless right. you went, you know, unless you studied history, maybe in university or further mm -hmm. education or whatever. Um, I wouldn't have known about a lot of things had I not listened to some of these songs growing up and also yeah. doing the research myself. So. Right, that's, right. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's then, true. To, 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 we have to go and find this stuff, don't we? Yeah, and, and it's important and people should be encouraged to do that. Um, so, yeah. Um, hmm, Desiree, you got to be. <laughs> so, I love that song. <laughs> it was so, I remember this song was huge, right? And Was it in the 90s? Yeah. yeah? Um, yeah, yeah. And again, I was like, oh, it's such a cool thing. Like, you know, when I was younger, I didn't mm. really, I was like, oh, didn't realize it was such a positive message in the song. Yeah. It's such a yeah. good song. Um, uh, what's the lyrics of Desiree? You've got to be bold, you've got to be strong, isn't that what she said? you got to be bad, you got to be bold, you got to be wiser. Yeah. Listen as your day unfolds. Unfolds, challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Um, go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. You know all the things that we're talking about. Yeah, that song. I, you know, I'm really glad you picked that song because you know, occasionally on on my Instagram, I just one of the one of the themes of posts that I do is just to pick some lyrics that are really meaningful and powerful and. And just put them up there as, as a quote um you know when i when i'm tired of editing videos and doing all that kind of stuff but that's one desiree that desiree you gotta be is something that i posted i think maybe a week or two ago and i had the same experience as you were is i loved that song when i was younger me and you were around i think we we're around about the same age and that song was such a huge hit and i remember i liked it back then because i liked the way it sounded she's a great singer all those things but when I was researching lyrics to post up on my Instagram, I had that same thing. I was like, this song, I, it's always made me feel good. And I knew it was a positive song, but now at my age today, 
those lyrics mean so much more than, than what they did when I was, you know, 10, 11, whatever it was when it came out. It's just that as you grow over time, it's the same message, the same song, but now it means something different because I've changed. The song hasn't changed, but I've changed and it means more. Because you didn't know all those things that she was talking about back then when it came exactly. out. Exactly. But now you listen to it, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that would be a good one. And and remember during it's a, that- It's a great track. Yeah, do you remember during that time- it was, what was the other song? Was Gabrielle Dreams? Yeah, that was the other- Dreams, yeah. That, that, when I was looking at that, it was on the, the, the suggested next song to play. So I think I'm in a kind of playlist of like a female power songs at the moment, but the, Dreams is another great song. It was such a good song and it was such a big hit. And it was yeah. probably our only hit, just like Desiree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, such a positive, positive song. So, yeah, those are my three. <laughs> three great picks. So coming towards the end of this interview, and it, and it is it is a fascinating, you know, listen, and there's so many golden nuggets of information to take. But what one question I'd like to ask you is, if there's just one piece of advice that you'd like people to take notice of, if there's kind of one message that you think, for me, this is the message that I've learned that I want to share with the world in terms of positive mindset or, or resilient mindset. What would it be for you? I think, um, you know, that, um, that phrase, keep calm, carry on. Um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good, good way to look at life because you know, that the only thing that is, is certain in life is ad adversity, right? You're going to have your right. ups and downs. It's just how you deal with adverse adversities, what makes you the person that you are. And, yeah. and, uh, you don't know that when you're younger, but when you get older, you realize, okay, all these things that I've done, I've dealt with them in a good way or a bad way or whatever. But, mm. you know, the main thing is, 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 uh, it is, 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 you know, just do things with grace and with, uh, dignity. Um, yeah. And things will just figure, things figure themselves out eventually. Um, but just know yeah. that adversity is the, the one thing that is guaranteed in life and you're going to have ups and downs. Right. Right. You just, just got to learn how to navigate. And there's only, the, there's only one way to do that, which is what we've been talking about is either talking to people or like having mentors or, reading books or having conversations with um, mm -hmm. uh, debates with your friends or family. It doesn't matter, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. So it's a powerful message because it's something that I am really kind of one of the foundations of everything I do in, in my job is number one, trying to avoid pain and suffering is impossible because everyone's going to experience that at some point in their life. Stress is guaranteed. There'll be moments of stress in everybody's life. It's different for everybody. And some things stress people out that don't stress other people out. But one thing guaranteed is you will have stressful moments. It's not for me. And the, and the phrase I always use to people is it's not what you go through is how you go through it because you're going to go through stuff, but how you get through that period of your time is going to shape the quality of your life. Yeah. And I think resilience in the face of adversity is the, is something that will always help you to say, 
yes, when everything around you, everyone around you is saying no. So resilience is another, another thing. For sure. Thank you so much for this time. It's been an amazing, amazing conversation with you as it was the last time I spoke to you. Just, just to finish up, like what, what's going on with you at the moment? What's coming up next for you? And, and how can people follow you and find out more about what you're doing? So because of COVID, <laughs> I, have no, I have no further plans. Um, but right. yeah, I mean, um, still live streaming. I, I took a couple of weeks off, um, but I'm going to get back on it this week. Um, just trying to figure stuff out. <laughs> this is what yeah. like yeah. we're all doing. Doesn't matter who you are or what you do. And we're all doing the same thing, right? So yeah, just um right. but just follow me on on um on Instagram, Cape Official, um on SoundCloud or Spotify on under Cape Official. Mm -hmm. but on Spotify it's just Caper. Um and yeah, just I guess just watch this space see what happens yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure you know with the with the mind and the desire and the drive you've got a huge amount of things that are coming next i look forward to kind of continuing to follow your career and journey it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you today thank you so much for your time i'm sure the people listening in will be really truly inspired by not only what you've done but what you continue to do in your own life thank you so much thank you thanks for having me <laughs>